0: Welcome into episode ninety-four of About the Cards podcast. Live tonight on YouTube, as always, with me, host Stephen Loeffler, right at Junk Wax Twins. Howdy, Ben Wilson at our trading cards. Oh hi, and I'm I'm Tim Shelburne at Big shep Seventy Nine. We are podcast by collectors for collectors, hoping to bring you a smart, insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at eight PM Pacific Central. On YouTube, Periscope, Facebook Live. Follow us on Twitter at About the Cards. We're available as a podcast everywhere. Check out the website, aboutthecards.wordpress.com. And don't forget, we have that sweet giveaway at the end from last week's show. Boop! From Lost Collector, 87 Bookmark. What's up, fellas? How's your week been? Great so far. Yeah, hump day treating you all right?
1: Well, I could... I had just finished saying uh, we should have some audio issues fixed next week because I got a
2: new chair in the mail. Finally,
1: nice. Not so that don't we need it.
2: So don't move at all for ninety minutes or more.
1: That's I have to.
2: You don't have to. You want to?
1: Need to? I need it.
2: You don't need, need it. it. We don't need anything in this hobby.
0: Oh, we need it all. You want it all.
2: You Just have to happen. have
0: it all. That's <laughs> right. That's right.
2: They, well, they so wouldn't it make what? it for us. if it, They wouldn't make it if they didn't want us to have it, right? That's true. That's Indeed. true. They're literally the only thinking thing we about don't
0: need. There's only a few things we don't need. Uh, We don't need tops big. That oh, draft. yes,
2: we do. I, I take back my, my <laughs> that, thumbs up. That garbage can go away. No. Stop. Yeah. Clearly authentic. You can have that one.
0: Uh and then uh tops, you know, uh archive signatures through this through the mail TTM. Top's ass.
2: Top's ass. Yeah. We don't need that. Top's transcendent, we don't really need. We don't need tops transcendent hall of fame edition, that's for sure.
0: Top's transcendent tennis edition. That's what we need. We need more of that. We need tennis, we need bowling, we need lawn darts,
2: we need poker. I think you guys are
1: forgetting a key market. Top's transcendent chrome.
2: That's right. We need it all. We, line. Need, we need more $20,000 cases. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, let's get into
0: it. Uh, the week that was last week's release is Tops Living Week 109. Card 301, Mookie Betts of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Will he ever play for the Dodgers?
2: Really?
0: Uh, sold just over 000, $2,700. Card mm. two, 302, David Dahl, outfielder, Colorado Rockies, 1927. He is card 301 of 302. He finishes second to last place right ahead of, was it David Fletcher? I believe so. Yeah, of the Angels. And uh, so, you know, what a, what a tard week. Uh, it's a big turd of a week.
2: Yeah. It's hard to have a good following for bets considering he's not a Red Sox and yeah. Dodgers look so foreign and he, he didn't get an opportunity to play there. It's just bad timing for for bets as a Dodger. Right now, if you look in the middle of April. If he had, you know, it's hitting four eighty right now with five home runs and fourteen RBI and the Dodgers are, you know, nine and two or whatever. Yeah, cool. Bets was awesome then. But right now it's just and it's not a bad looking card. I mean, it's a it's a great card. Um but hey, it's, it's never it gonna
0: is. happen. Uh we also had twenty nineteen Panini, Flawless, Football Drop, in 2020 Tops, Tribute Baseball out as well. Hot off the press is this week's new releases, Tops, Living Week 110. Card 303, Dylan Batonsas, pitcher, New York Mets. And card 304, Bo, Don't Call Me Dante Bichette, rookie shortstop of the Toronto Blue Jays. God, I think of Dante Bichette Jr. had ever made it with the Yankees. <laughs> his stuff would have been pure fire being a Yankee. In a junior but Bo the star now um not a bad looking card i believe that's the same photo that's on the series one card with him and Kevin biggio i think we so. we're hanging out at the batting cages where it's a father like son uh subset so yep um i bought i bought a shed you know for the my uh tops living rookie pc stuff but uh the Batonsis looks cool in his new New York uniform of the Mets. Um, but you know, well, there it is. Yeah. But I don't think uh I don't know. Is it's a little sad that his the full brim of his hat couldn't make it in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So
2: that ever since the the we went to the two cards, I know we've said this before, but the guys that have facial hair, the the facial hair definition has just been so awesome. Right. You know, it, by comparison, and that doesn't. You know, again, we're not not trying to to say anything negative against the the cards when they were coming out. Um, you know, when they were were three at a time, but it just seems like they're a lot more impressive now. Or maybe I'm just noticing it more now.
0: Maybe with a little bit more time being able to put in, we're not rushing three out a week. I honestly don't mind the two. I mean, it's a, it's it's not bad. So, no. And I mean you look at the Bichette and the gold chain on there that looks pretty good. There's some good work there so. Uh also coming up this week 2020 Tops XFL football drops today the one and only release because uh well the XFL is uh folding again. Shocker after Right. One year. Ooh, who could have predicted that everybody? Same uh, day 60-
1: <laughs> same, same day Tops drops uh the checklist. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we're folding.
0: Yeah, $68 a box, 24 packs per box, 10 cards per pack. You will get three autographs. It's a 200-card base set. Um, Tops produced the league's original uh, series of cards back in 2001, including autographs and mem mm-hmm. cards. Uh, it, this off this checklist is pretty deep with players and coaches of the new eight teams, uh, well, I guess of their only season. And every card uh, has several parallels, which are numbered to 100 or less. So, I mean, there weren't like some – Superstar names in here. I mean, PJ Walker played pretty well. Um, I, there was a guy named Willie Mays the third on the checklist, and I was like, okay, uh, I want to check that guy out. I mean, most of these guys though, you can go pick up their true rookie autos for a buck or two or less. Cameron Sardis Payne's in there. Um, Steph highlighted Lance Dunbar, Quentin Flowers. I mean, there's a lot of guys on this list that are all over the dollar boxes anywhere you look. So, yeah. Um, our buddy uh, Margaret Barra of uh, Casey's on here. Marquette King had a has a card in there. A little punter action. Hmm. Cardale Jones. So Cardale Jones, yeah, you can find his stuff everywhere. DeAndre Gould's brother. DeAndre Goolsby's from Wichita. Uh, he spermed, uh Ohio State to go. I think it was to Florida. Hmm. He's a tight end, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. Actually, I think Goolsby went to a high school. My kid, my cousin went to Derby. Just old background knowledge, you know. But look, look at James opening some Donris from a Dollar Tree, hitting a Robert in the first pack.
2: Isn't it go? Robert? Yeah, I thought it was pronounced Robert. I've heard it both ways, so
0: I, I don't know. We'll, we won't know until we see baseball played, right? It's true. And even, even <laughs> like everybody, thought, uh, uh, Jose Abreu was Jose Abreu because it didn't wasn't spelled like. It wasn't spelled like Bobby Abreu with the A. They were calling him Jose
2: Abreu. So well, when the A's drafted AJ Puck, I was like, "Dude, I really hope that's Puck and not Puke." But it didn't have the <laughs> E at the end, right? But it also didn't have yeah. the C to make it Puck. So it's like, well, well, that's like that's the Royals not- had a minor
0: leaguer named Scott Blewett. Yep, and he was a pitcher.
1: It was so you could say that he blew it.
0: Yeah. So anyway. Um. 2019-2020 Upper Deck Opichi Platinum Hockey drops as well today. $78 a box, 20 packs per box, four cards per pack. You're getting an autograph uh, and a bunch of inserts. So here we go. One best in the world, one matte pink parallel, five rainbow parallels, two sub parallels, two additional parallels, five retro cards, and one retro rainbow. Basically, they take Opichi's base cards and they dip them in the chrome stock. Uh, Opeechee is the biggest set of the year, but platinum is very condensed down. To two only two hundred cards, which includes one hundred and fifty vets and then the fifty marquee rookies, and uh, platinum has some of the earliest on-card signatures of this year's rookies rookie class. So,
2: if you scroll up a little bit, Steph, that that was a sharp-looking card, the one that kind of had the pinkish-purple background. That one there. Yep. Yeah, you know, I don't know what that is, but that that's a nice looking card. It has yeah. to be the, one
0: of the sunset parallels. I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You,
2: you you got the logo and the player's name. You got you know a full picture of him. Uh, you have nothing in the background to take away from. I mean, he's the main focus. But I, I mean, I suppose a parallel like that or an insert like that would be indicative of the player um, and the colors in the background. Not not uh, you know clashing with one another, but uh, sure. at least that particular one is sharp. I, I like that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see a wild card having the same pop with the bright green jerseys.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it, I guess it would definitely depend on, on the team's colors, you know, or, or if they do, you know, alternate jerseys, depending on what that is. But right. I see the Devils and some of the other teams, maybe the Rangers and stuff that uh, have have red and whatnot in their their team colors looking really good on that.
1: Trying to see the list here.
2: Kill McCarr,
1: lot of- who's my boy. So, McCarr, Dosh, Frost. Pretty good list. All the big McCarr, guys are going to be in there Sturm, Suzuki,
0: Dobstrom, yeah. Jones. So uh, make sure you check out Ryan Cracknell's articles on slash news for more detail on all these new releases coming out and all the new stuff coming out. What's brewing next? Re- next week's releases? Now, there's a long list here. I mean, there's uh, seven – I'm going to name off seven products that are supposed to drop next week, but they could change. So we've, we, we've had a really slow new release window the last couple of weeks, and now next week we're going to spend 90% of the show doing, talking about new releases. So I'm hoping some of these get spread out a little bit. We'll see what happens. But on tap, as of this morning, per blowout, who updates that thing daily, which is pretty accurate – 2019 2020 Panini Noir Basketball, 2020 Panini Contenders Draft Picks, Collegiate Football, 1920 Panini Mosaic Basketball, 2020 Panini Score Football, all supposed to drop next Wednesday. So you're having two football pl- drops and two basketball. Not sure that's all gonna happen. Uh dropping next week on Friday, 2020 Sage Hit, Premier Draft, High Series Football, 2020 Tops Transcendent Collection, Hall of Fame edition and then 2020 tops definitive collection. So you're having a transcendent and definitive drop the same day. Don't think that's happening either. Those are some really high dollar products. So we will see what we have. But I'm letting you know that's what's on tap. Hopefully for next week, we'll get a couple of those. I'm really hoping that we see one of the basketball products. We get contenders, draft picks or score football being with the draft out. And then one of the baseball products, that would be a good week. Yeah. Um, but we will see. Uh, we'll hop into infield chatter, the hobby talk section. This is the meat and potatoes, or as uh, Phil Hughes says, taters, of the week. So the hobby talk part, uh, hobby Hall, I'm promo this Saturday live on YouTube, Periscope, Facebook at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. John Newman of Sports Card Nation podcast will be on, and then Ben Wilson and I will be on as well. So it'll be John and uh, two chuckleheads, but uh, we'll <laughs> have a good time. And uh, Colin, man, I think we're on episode what 11, 12.
2: Yeah. And oh, okay, it, yeah, it's getting bigger every week. We're getting more call-ins. We're getting a lot of, um, a lot more viewers and a lot of people in the chat room. Um, it's been yeah, it's it, it, it been a lot of support. So if, if if anybody that's listening to our show is supporting that as well, we really appreciate it, man. It's been been a lot of fun, and we didn't think it was going to take off quite as it has. So we we want to thank everybody. Saturday yeah.
1: will be episode eleven.
0: Yeah. So just keep coming and hanging out with us. We have a good time. And most of the time we have a couple of, uh, like I said, we have a couple of ideas we want to talk about. But about halfway through the show, we're in a different spot than when we started. And we love that. And it's all all caller and viewer generated and listener generated. And that's what we love. And that's what it's about. We want to give you an opportunity to speak your voice in this hobby and and come and hang out with us uh, and, you know, and and do those things. So, um, yeah, it's fun we'll hop in uh tops checklist so I know that Ben you guys mm-hmm. covered this quite a bit on the hobby Hotline this Saturday but uh, last week blo- uh, buzz blowout about nine uh, per west coast time here ago 956 a.m on April 10th uh for the time being did not announced that it will release um check like maybe this was a different day I'm sorry don't it's not April 10th because that was only four days ago right five days ago Oh yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, it was Friday. Okay, good deal. This quarantine has me all messed up on dates, fellas. Uh, so <laughs> on Friday, the Friday at nine fifty-six a.m. For the time being, at Tops has announced it will be releasing checklist on the day the product arrives. Trader Trader Cracks Ryan Cracknell tweeted out at three fourteen the same day on Friday. So we're talking five hours later. An update from Tops regarding checklist. They are they hear, are hearing concerns and are going to be putting them out in advance again. So within five hours, they uh, flip flopped and went back uh, to say, "Hey, listen, uh, yeah, we, we heard that you're upset with that, and and we're gonna we're gonna go back." And I know that uh, Mike Summer put out a tweet that he was pretty disappointed. I know Ben, you were involved in that thread a little bit. Um, I was actually away from Twitter for part of that time, and uh, you know, so I find it interesting that all of a sudden that, not saying that we have a, such a giant voice, but Maybe it
2: was heard. No, it was. You know, it all happened organically because you know. Again, you mentioned Mike had made a comment about you know he had said boo to to, to Ryan's initial tweet, which came out right around the same time it blowout buzz did, um, and then he had made another one. You know, highly disappointed. I you know, basically it was very very um, conservative and, and, and very well thought out and well written. And it wasn't attacking top's position; just kind of saying, hey, I'm disappointed. And our, our good friend, Tim Seberger, you know, loyal uh, show listener, hopped in. Now, now T- Tim's an older school guy, right? He likes opening up packs and getting a checklist out of late 80s, early 90s. Uh, he referenced 91 Leaf. You know, if I'm going to open up a pack of 91 Leaf, I want the checklist, and that'll tell me what's in it. And so I kind of went back and forth with him saying, you know, in today's market with all of these on-demand products. And, you know, I-, I challenged him on one tweet and basically said, which of these products are you going to buy? And I listed like 15 or 17 tops only products, baseball only. I said, that's one, one year, one, one manufacturer. It's only half of their release calendar. And it, you know, it's one, one sport, right? We're not even talking hockey, basketball, or, or football, nothing from Panini or upper deck yet. And uh, we're going back very organic. It was very, you know, healthy debate. And if this all happened right smack dab in the middle of the 10 o'clock hour and the 3 o'clock hour. And so, again, I don't want to say that, you know, our conversation, we don't know if it was seen. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of noise in the hobby. And, and, you know, Tops and Panini, I'm sure they hear a lot and see a lot. Uh, but I'd like to think that maybe they saw that thread of, of us talking about it and, and saying, you know what? I, I mean, why not release that checklist a couple of days early, they're working on completely redoing, you know, the, the release itself, right. If that checklist is going to be altered drastically, you know, if you release Bowman right now and then have to push that product back two months, okay, well that shouldn't change or alter the checklist at all. It's just an issue with printing the cards and manufacturing them and, you know, packing them out and getting the distribution channel to work. Right. So, Um, it was definitely the timing of everything was very interesting to say the least.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it, uh, it's just, I'm glad because, you know, a thing is, is I think what Mike said was pointing. It was like all of the bloggers, the podcasts, the breakers that pump out all this information for free for tops, you know, it, 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 they're doing all this free advertisement. Hey, this yeah. is what's in the kit. This is what you can get. Here's the product. Come buy this product. This is a hot product. I like this product. This, da, 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 da. We're doing all this to promote what the hobby and what's happening. Tops isn't giving us money. Tops isn't giving the breakers money. Tops isn't giving the, you know, the bloggers money. It's, it's the, as long as you provide that information, then we're going to disseminate that out and let other people know, so they can go out and buy your product, so you can stay in business and. Um, I'm glad they heard. And you know the thing is, is if a checklist comes out and, hey, the product's coming out on the 15th, but, oh, guess what? Because of all the craziness in the world, it's getting pushed back a month. We can understand that because we're, we're all living in this right now. And we're all going through it together. But if you have that checklist and you can go through it and you go, man, I'm really excited for when this comes. I'm going to want to get into this. And maybe I wasn't going to open it before. Right. Because I saw that my obscure PC guy from you know, Bethune Cookman has a card in there, then, oh yeah, I'm going to go buy it. So anyway, speaking of check, what?
2: No, no, I just, just one last thought. Um, You know, it allows us so much opportunity to reach out to Chris Torres, Brent Williams, people that might be opening cases of this, or some of our other friends, people I've bought from like Valley of Collectibles who, um, you know, open some more product, not, not, as much as say Brent, but opens a lot and say, are you opening this? Yeah. Hey, I need this. I just saw it on the checklist and it it allows us to foster those relationships and reach out and yeah, get excited. Hey, I'm super excited. Yeah. I mean, if you go through my timeline over the last month, how much press, you know, free shout outs have I given to Panini? Not that what I say is necessarily anything, but who, who knows if, I got some positive feedback from other people like, man, I wish I'd already opened that much Dawn Ruster it was as far along as you were with some of the parallel sets. And now it creates this organic conversation about Donruss, an unlicensed baseball product, which a lot of people are not fans of. Next thing I know, I got a friend named Tim, um, you know, big Shep, who's buying, you know, 194 packs of it at the Dollar Tree. Not you that know? many, but. <laughs> okay. 183. But. <laughs> You know, it, 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 I'm not saying that you got excited because of, uh, of me talking about it, but there is that, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if other people, you know, saw things and maybe bought some when they saw it at their Dollar Tree.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, James said even in here, he's like, I don't mind this pack for a dollar, i never buy a hobby, but it's a good value for a buck. I agree with him. Uh, so speaking of getting, like, things pushed back, so Bowman, there was an update today from Top's uh, Twitter handle, for a note from the Bowman Scout about 2020 Bowman Hobby which was supposed to come out today, right? Yeah, so today. Yeah. And it got pushed back to May 27th. And the note says, dear collectors, as you may know, Bowman and 2020, Bowman is delayed due to supply chain issues, but we are look, working to overcome obstacles uh, and release this product as soon as we can. Like you, we can't wait for one of our favorite products to release. In the meantime, to bring some fun and excitement to our collectors, Tops is planning to release a very limited run of preview product, 2020 Bowman First Edition. All cards will include a first edition logo and be sold as 10 card packs on tops.com along with a portion being allocated to tops to select tops partners. We will provide more information soon. Thank you, Bowman scout. And you can look here, here's a print, like a preview of a wrapper. So,
1: so they've had a Bowman first tops first in the past. So this isn't necessarily brand new, but they haven't done it in years um and i mean i guess this is a way to get it into your hands but uh is this really necessary or, or, or do we really need to be itching to open bowman right now that badly
0: that no we can't but you know, what's going to happen is people are going to go on there and buy those packs and they're a like, oh, 10 card back it's like 10 or 12 bucks people are going to spend a hundred dollars to open these packs and go nuts and insane and then the next shiny thing flies by, and everybody forgets about these. So, of course. And then there'll be the guys, "Come! I didn't get in there. The bots got them all."
2: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much is on the checklist. I have to assume that's probably going to be a one hundred card checklist. But see, I mean, even right. hundred cards is half the the base set, right? I don't, you know, know, how I don't much, know. How much are the ten card packs going to be? Are they going to be ten bucks each? Or are they going to be twenty five to fifty bucks each? So, I don't
0: think they're that much, but I just I don't know. After, after sorting Bowman just by year, uh, the last couple of days, uh, <laughs> for my Giants and Royals cards, oh, you don't do that year by actually release by release during the year, you're donezo, man. It's oh, t- the least fun, least fun thing to do.
2: It, it took me three years to build my Excel database from the tobacco era up until 20. 20- 15 i want to say is about the time that i caught up to where i could just but even still the other day i realized i hadn't put a couple of donra's parallel sets that i had built in a different tab and i it's just like man i got behind on a couple of things and like and i'd like to think that i'm pretty pretty damn organized at this point to where i stay on top of things and i'm just like shoot shame on you how'd you forget well i don't know because you're building 18 donra sets and 17 gypsy queen sets and it's pretty easy to leave one out.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, especially with, when it comes to Bowman, and they've condensed a little bit in the past few years, so I'll give them some credit. But if you're looking at them, the designs really aren't all that super unique to the point where you can look at them and say, this is from 13, that's from 15, that's from 16, well, that's and, from 19.
0: Well, and then on top of it too, you, you go through and you, you look at the veteran in the prospect one. Right from the same year, and they don't look. I, I don't. It's hard. It's yeah.
1: Well, and then like like you're getting to you, and that's what 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 I was pointing out was that they've at least condensed it a little bit to where the prospects aren't in draft now. So in draft, you just have the people that are drafted in Chrome. You kind of have a continuation from base Bowman, but it's still a Bowman Chrome set on top of that and then bowman itself has the bowman base the bowman chrome the bowman prospects the bowman prospects chrome yeah and now i guess we have first edition bowman this is not my favorite product of the year
2: no but i see them working though they're losing revenue and, yeah. and they've got to keep people interested on that side right the 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 base collector you know people like ourselves and, and a lot of our listeners that they collect quite a bit that aren't necessarily speculators or at least solely. I mean, we're still engaged because there's still going to be enough for us to, you know, get our hands on. Um, even if we're concentrating on additional parallels or moving on to to other things, um, th- th- there's enough, right? A lot of on-demand stuff still. But sure. speculators, they they don't really dabble into that so much. Um, I see them working. You get, you, you got to supplement those lost revenues, and this is something new and. As long as it's well, not too terribly expensive, I, I think most people will get behind it.
1: And that was the thing that I was going to tack on, was that outside of limited releases like this, when's the last time you've actually seen someone try to flip a Bowman base card, or a Chrome base card, or a Bowman draft base card? It's all about the autos for those products, and I'm sure there's going to be a parallel line, and I'm sure there's going to be a one in however many pack chance of having an auto in these. But it kind of devalues the base set when that's the sole focus. I mean, outside of Yasher, the draft trout rookie that uh, someone traded, and uh, a oh, no, few no, other first- limit, a few other limited
0: cards. Well, the, the, you know, the thing is, is if you can't collect the, the autograph out of this, the first Bowman Chrome card is, is pretty – it has a pretty good collectible. The paper pretty much have zero collectability. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm sorry. They don't have – not zero collectability, but zero uh, flipability. Does that make right. sense? The Bowman – the Chrome cards are where they add. I, I like the Chrome cards. They're shiny. They're cool. They give it a, a nice look. I like that, that fact. I just wish that maybe – the prospects didn't have paper and they just stuck with the Chrome, but I understand that allows them to make more product and therefore, you know, have more of it out there. So um, just interesting. I mean, that came out late uh, today, but also too, as we, we talk about this, they have project 2020s out right now. And um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, this, you know, I haven't seen one in person yet. I did buy my, the George bread. I'm waiting for, to get that in the mail. I know Ben's bought what now two two of the McGuire's.
2: But, and, and both Ricky Henderson's my my dad picked both of those up.
0: I just like this the the Maguire from this week from the artist that has the cartoonish look to it. No, okay, I get it. It's his style, which is fine. But the first one, the first one was like the outline of Maguire. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy, the the one the I didn't get I didn't Doug from Mojo Break liked the the Willie Mays this week. I didn't get the glasses. Mm-hmm. Why put, that. Yeah. why put glasses on him? You know, are we going to start drawing mustaches and googly eyes on him too? <laughs> like, you know, that one that one Tony Gwynn wasn't even the same flipping... It wasn't even close, that first Tony Gwynn that came out. And the second one that came out, the guy just used the, the picture from the, the smaller round, round picture at the bottom of the 83, and that was it, you know? I'm just...
2: Yeah. It, it, you, can you know, there there, there are a, a couple of things about this set. I mean, obviously, we know that. I think right now we we understand that we are not the target consumer that they were going after. They're more going for the artist fans, um, which is fine. You know, not every product is for everybody. Whether it's a price point issue, or if it's you know, dynasty's tops, dynasty's coming out soon. Right? It's not for me, man. It's going to price me out pretty quick and, and i just don't think that those hits are all that great to be spending 100 dollar plus on on you know the seth browns of the world um but with project 2020 you know i, I love the maguire I, I think it's cool it's a unique reimagination um but then i saw like the the Itra that came out uh that looks like the ted williams where it's just black and white and i'm not a fan of that one but if if it comes out 14th and i've already got the first 13 i'm gonna have to buy it because why not i'm already in and, and a fellow A's collector is like i'm just gonna kind of pick and choose which mcguire's and again I, I think if you're a player collector you're either in from the beginning or you're out because if you're gonna try to pick and choose i mean tim if you if you don't get the next brett and then you like the third fourth fifth and 6th you you're gonna look at it and go dang it i got five of the six and at this point, I think I'm in. And then you're going to have to go back and, and buy that second one at three, four times the original price. Now you're paying 50, 60 bucks because you feel almost obligated. So you have to be extremely yeah. disciplined on this well, set, no matter how you Yeah, choose. and so that's, that's
0: how I felt when I was doing my – Yeah, like Tops Living, I missed out on the Reese Hoskins rookie card because I didn't start getting Tops Living until week two. Uh, Are three. And so I had to go back and pay, or yeah, week three. And I had to go back and pay big dollar for the Reese Hoskins, um, card, you know, I had to go back for my, for the giants and pay big dollar for a graded, uh, Joe panic. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just, uh, tops living stat did a really good breakdown of the the cards and I don't want to go through all the numbers of them. I mean, they're all selling over 1100. Um, our buddy twins, Jake got the trout one of one. um, you know, Ta- Frank Thomas. You said it's been Frank Thomas and Jeter. Um, finally, came out, and uh, you know, I think Cardboard Icon said something interesting on the Thomas. He loved the card, except for the guy that drew Ben Baller said, you know, like Ben, like Ben Baller was here. I don't, know, whatever the top of the card said, like he re- it was something dumb on top of the card, and it just it just took away from
2: it. Yeah, and, and you know. the other thing that that really upset me, perturbed me, pissed me off. I don't, I don't know what you want to say, but you know, I really thought that the way that they were going to do this was release the same two guys every, you know, in order. Right, the first two are Kofax and Ichiro, so I figured they were going to be the first. They would be the 11th. They would be the 21st. So on and so forth. Always keeping them as a pair because it allowed you to to. Okay, I'm going to collect all the McGuire's. So once the first one drops, I could say in two weeks from now, I know another one is going to come out. Whether I buy it or not, at least I know that I can kind of budget for that. But now that they're kind of just releasing them, Thomas and Jeter were later to the show, so to speak. Um, we were already seeing multiples of you – know, or, or two or more, uh, some of these guys. And it's just like, dude, come on. I, I think they yeah. dropped the ball there by by mixing this up because you're going to end up with, with two of the same player in – closer order which is going to probably drive down the card collector side of of the purchases because people are just aren't going to have the budget set aside right now when people are you know losing their jobs in droves and you know filing for forbearances um temporary unemployment all this kind of stuff right now it's like dude at least help us out and keep a consistent schedule so we kind of get an idea of Hey, my guy is Nolan Ryan, and I know when the next one's going to release.
0: Yeah, like right here it says Ben Baller did the card, right at the top of the card. Like you couldn't hide that somewhere else in the card or on the back of it, bro. It tells you that you did the card, you know. So, yeah. And then, Olive, real quick, do you see the blood on this? Did you see this? Does he is this the is he wearing the the uh, shilling bloody sock?
2: Yeah, so. seeing that that, that that one, you know, I saw one of the, the artists, uh, I think with Topps Living Stat shared it with me. Um, you know, one of the guys promoting it, I think we might have mentioned this last week, that there's a limited time amount and cards are running out, so buyers, while you still can. Right. You, you, know, you know, basically manipulating anybody who's reading it that doesn't know that it's, you know, it's print to order within a 48-hour window, you know go ahead and buy yours. And hey, I see them working. If they're commission-based, cool. But at the same time, it's like th- th- this whole idea was really neat in a conference room on on the, the whiteboard. But upon its release, there's so many issues. And I think that's because we're looking at it from the collector's perspective. And again, I don't think that we're uh, the right... Consumer market. I don't think we're the target consumer market. And to once a cup's point, I'm okay with them showing Mariano Rivera as a lefty because it's a reimagination. If you want to put octopus arms on him with six, eight gloves, cool. Reimagine it.
1: I think they should have been in the
2: Sandman where he was like, you know, like turning to dust. Yeah. Like make something cool about it,
0: you know, do something that's. But yeah, that, that, that 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 is kind of dumb, though, if you're trying to. You know, is there, like that'd be making Trout a left-hander in here and having him play for, you know, the Blue Jays. Right.
2: At this point, nothing's off the table.
0: Oh, no, nothing's off the table. I'm surprised there's not been, like, a middle finger drawn and just says, like, you know, Mike Trout.
2: I mean, let's just get wild with this. You know. Let's just do stupid things like, say, George Brett was the best third baseman of all time. Let's just go crazy. Go wild.
0: And that was Ben Wilson, everyone. Uh, speaking of Mike Trout, we're gonna we're gonna move on here. A lot about tops living or tops now or whatever. Geez, there's so much crap. Project Pro, Project 2020. Project Project 2020. Tops living now. New release. Da, da, da. Uh, there's a 90k Trout on eBay right now. So sent uh, this our way. Uh, 2019 Bowman Chrome Gold Refractor Mike Trout Auto. Out of 50, 9.5 uh, BGS, 9.5. One day left. Uh, there was last time I looked, 28 bids. Yeah, it's at eighty nine thousand dollars, eight bucks to ship it. I mean, that's it's that's a smoking deal. Uh, will be paid, but guess what, guys? It's a PC It's a PWCC card, so we all know it's getting shillbitted. Uh huh. bitted up because it's PWCC. We all know that's what that's what's happening there. Because I looked at, so I had some cards I was sell. I was looking to sell, and I always look up sold listings, and it's so funny to me because I'll see a card from PWCC that sells say it closed at twenty eight dollars. And the other four listings of the same non graded card all sold for like seven dollars or eight dollars. So I'm like, well, how did their one card that was selling the exact same time go for twenty dollars more? Anyway, that's weird to me. I don't know. So I don't know how much we can take. We can take uh, pride in, in knowing a ninety thousand dollars card's out there. But I mean, I just wanted to bring it up and just say, hey, if you if you see those PCW PWCC logos on there run away, run the other way, go away. Don't, don't go there uh, because you're going to have, yeah, you're going to, yeah, don't wait for another one to come out. It's a nice looking card. It's awesome, but you can find it somewhere else from another supplier. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys want to add anything, but
1: I mean, yeah, sure. It's a beautiful card, but is it really worth 90,000? Could I flip it for a hundred tomorrow with the smudged yeah. auto and or the faded auto yeah, I mean the auto
0: got a ten I don't know how that auto gets a
1: ten because autos never get nothing but a ten
0: no I've seen some get nines very rare so and,
1: and I mean I, they're only advertising their uh I mean, their eye uh, appeal of vintage cards. There,
0: <laughs> yeah, they're um, uh, reimagined of. Uh, you know <laughs> least they uh, were. That awful, awful
1: trip tripped over my
0: words there. That awful <laughs> awful interview he did with that guy that's about as fun as listening Pink Dry.
2: Uh, so, yeah, it's a great card. Cool. Is it worth ninety thousand dollars? Not to us. We don't have ninety thousand dollars combined. But you Talk know yourself, bro. No, you're a big baller now, man. You've been making, you've been raking in the money off them penny sleeves.
0: 90 grand right here, my friend.
2: That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to start investing in cards. I'll get 90 grand by the end of the week. Okay.
0: So, real quick, I'm going to geek out and I did a short um, Periscope the other day on these. <laughs> this is not a sponsorship or anything whatsoever. The, the superior fit bags, like, Mm-hmm. One-touch bags and the graded bags, flipping um, um, ex- this plastic hanging off this thing. And on the back, they've tapered the, the corners. So when you fold it down, it doesn't hang off. They are awesome. I bought a bunch. I have a whole bunch here. They're sold out right now of the uh, regular size mags, um, but they got the Beckett uh, graded ones back in. So am yeah. I roboting tonight? Yeah, uh, just a tad.
2: Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of robot. I thought it might have been on my end. but and,
1: and I didn't know if you were looking for like the 1990s uh, MSN messenger appeal, but uh, your camera's dropping frames left and right.
2: And I wasn't sure if you were trying to be that dude from Grandma's Boy that talks like a robot.
0: Oh, that's fun. Yeah, give me one. What? A
2: second. <laughs> Lovely like an old, old, old school street fighter. <laughs>
1: right? Or a DJ in the booth spinning a record.
2: <laughs> That's all right. The sh- the, sh- the show just got better.
1: And there it goes.
2: What do you guys want What do you guys want to talk about? Give us a topic in the chat room.
1: Yeah, give us something to talk about.
2: What, what what's next on the 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 dias over there? I don't. I don't have the show notes pulled up in front of me because on I, the
1: show notes. Uh, I like. So I like
2: it to come at me organically. I like. I, I, I.
1: Well, I can't share the screen. Right. Uh-huh. Next uh, was the vintage sports. Well, yes, you are.
0: The auctions. Oh yeah, so so Steph said this: the vintage sports, uh, I, I did. vintage sports authentics. These these awesome fellas here. um, I thought it was great. So they have a Kirby Puckett lot of three autographed rookie cards with the Puckett family province. Cool. So the, cool. the, the listing here says, collection of three Kirby Puckett card, rookie cards, each of which has been signed on the front by the 2001 Hall of Fame inductee and bold marker. Included is the 85 Tobbs rookie, the 85 Donner's rookie, and the 85 Donner's Diamond King rookie. 85 tops, especially unique. It features Puckett's actual 85 rookie signature. This um, this lot originates from the personal collection of Kirby Puckett and will be uh, accompanied by a letter, a signed letter of province from the Puckett family. Okay, so first of all, the 85 Donruss actually says 87 Donruss right there on the front. And uh, we all know. Then, if you look at the eighty-seven di- or the eighty-five Diamond King, well, it matches the eighty-seven. Yeah. So the only one they got right was the tw- was the middle one. And the that's eighty-five his top's earlier one. signature as well. So that was right, but they're completely wrong on the other two. And one of the cards even says Donner is eighty-seven on the front. It does. And how is what somebody saying... bidding on this?
1: I think what they're saying is that um, I need to go work for their auction house, and it's not. Uh, there it goes. Think anybody should um, be buying from here? They, they also had a whole lot of uh, just like eight or ten cards spread out between. Uh, here's the actual individual collection. Here, flip through a few pages. Um. Boopity. So, the uh, 1986 Rolling Gold Glove, uh, 91 game used from Game 6, Jersey. Sorry, uh, dub there. Um, the 87 World Series, a couple bats, a signed photo from uh, George Bush, 41 and 43. Bobbleheads, looks like the team just gave him a few extra on hand. A uh, ton of bobbleheads. Bats, uh, signed to Kirby. Um... Wheaties boxes was the weirdest one that I saw.
2: What's the purpose of selling this stuff? I mean, are the they thing here for money. It, or? it
1: it almost looks like the family is getting rid of some warehouse space. Um, but uh, and we'll uh, ship out the link here. Here's some of the other cards. Um, but uh,
0: well, I just thought, how do you get how do you get a
1: listing that wrong? Right.
0: Oh no, yeah! Really get,
1: through some of them, especially the signed balls, you see like Dave Winfield's personal inscription to him. It's kind of cool to see something you normally don't see behind the scenes, so to speak.
2: I mean, I I can see a family member not really knowing what they have and say like an '87 Donruss. It's called an '87 Leaf because that's what it says on the back.
1: But that's what the appraiser is for.
2: But yeah, I mean, I could see somebody making a, an error like that. But when it says '87 and you're like '85, um, well, you know, one of them is. <laughs> I mean, if you said, you know, a lot of three mid 80s, you know, I mean, I, I, I'd be okay with that. You don't have to listen by year. anybody who's actually looking at that auction knows what they're going to be looking at, should know what they're looking at. Sure. For so, so time,
1: I had the platinum version of that in my wallet as my wallet card.
2: So, there's an old episode of Save by the Bell where, you know, they're selling the friendship bracelets and then they like sell Screech. With, with everyone sold you get a friend for an hour are, are you going to start selling Angela as a friend for an hour in order to raise Whoa. money for- wrong well, no, <laughs> like, tapers like, first of all <laughs> Oh, <that's>
1: like- <laughs> no screw the cards there was um, one of these had his actual um, gear bag which included three pairs of game used shoes cleats as it were um a couple of his personal outfits. But yeah, the the team issued uh carry-on bag would have been cool. Uh
2: yeah, I, guess a lot it, I
1: don't believe so. I guess
2: a lot of it depends on the, the price point that a lot of this stuff ends up at though, right? You know, you're Well yeah. Th- there was a an auction that was going on a couple years back where all of the cast of the West Wing had signed bookmarks sure. and each of each of the bookmarks had they're like numbered out of ten and they each had a different quote of their character from the show and i thought that's really neat um it'd be cool to have you know a rob Lowe as sam seaborn quote that sam seaborn said on the show autograph but they they were 100 bucks each to start and i i get that it's an auction right but it's just like do i really need a rob Lowe or a duley hill autograph on a bookmark which is (laughs) you know if it's gonna end up costing me 250 bucks at auction. And yeah, it's going to charity, which is great. But, you know, at some point you have to kind of draw a line and say, I don't need Ty Cobb's dentures for
0: $11,000. I, I I, have George Brett's uh, hemorrhoid cream. Yeah. I mean, that,
2: that's neat. Yeah. It's the, 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 what he put on the bat, right? Uh,
0: we're we're going to hop into some a little more fun. So next, uh, next week, On Thursday, the 2020 NFL draft starts. It's the Thursday, Friday, Saturday affair. And the top five picks uh, belong to the Cincinnati Bengals, picking one. This Washington uh, football team, Washington Redskins, pick number two. The third pick goes to the Detroit Lions. The New York Giants, picking four, and the Miami Dolphins, five. So those are the top five teams that were terrible last year. And, uh, you know, rightfully so. I mean, that's kind of where the Bengals and Redskins and Lions all belong, right? Let's be honest. Um, Some players to be looking for. Uh, quarterbacks, Joe Burrow is projected to go number one to the Bengals Tua Tunga, Tungela Vi- Viola, Viola. Oh, just Tua, cause I'm going to butcher that every time. <laughs> Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Jacob Eason, some of the quarterbacks to look for Deandre Swift, JK Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, are some of the running backs to look for. I'm just kidding. It's just Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and wide receivers, Jerry, Judy, 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 Judy. Anybody gets that? They're really old. Uh, CD, CD lamb. Henry Ruggs III, and Justin Jefferson are some top wide receivers. We're going to have Joey Shiver at Dub Mentality on next week's podcast to discuss the landing spots for the top players and how that can positively or negatively affect their collecting value. And again, like we said, it's all about the quarterbacks. We have five listed here. There's a sixth with Jake Fromm hits the right spot, I think. Um, so You mean the Browns aren't picking near the top five? No, they're in the middle. And they went back to some old school uniforms today. If you saw that, it looks like they're wearing their original uniforms again from like I think the Jim Brown era, the '46 era. So, you know, I know that that Ben's still kind of. I'm not sure if he's a Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders fan now. Um, you know, Steph's Vikings are pretty pretty awful because they keep believing in Kirk Cousins.
2: So. They like giving out 90 million dollar contract extension to that guy. What? Back off! They well, like him. I mean, much. we're Jesus. He, he's literally. He like did better me.
0: with a guy named Case Keenum than they did with Kirk and Cousins.
2: He, he's literally like the guy that is at, at at your work that like takes cigarette breaks all the time and is horrible and shows up half the time and then he gets promoted over you. Yeah. And it's like, why? How?
1: There are worse oh, yeah. options we could have chose.
2: Yeah, like, but what? I'm, what? What I'm saying is, it's
0: cost you, Brady. It's cost you all those all those defensive players, right? That sure. You've lost this year. All the all, like three quarters of your defensive backfield. All but Harrison Smith are gone. You lost. You had to trade away Stephon Diggs, who's your best receiver. He They're, oh, they're getting long Odell. Long
2: they're getting Odell.
0: Right. They couldn't. They can barely afford to feed Rick Spielman sandwiches during the draft. <laughs>
2: they'll, be, they'll be all right. They'll figure it out. They'll just cut their defensive line.
0: No. Uh, so Doug Alderson says it may be in a, a question next week. But how far does Tua fall? Uh, if you believe he's falling, failing physicals, um, you know what? I am wrong. Dub will not be on next week. It's the week after because the draft is the day after our show because, you know, I'm a smart guy.
2: We we yeah. might, be, we, might have, quarantine we might have a hobby Maybe icon. We have Maybe we do. We, we may have a hobby icon on next week, though. We tried to get him on tonight, so. and he was out buying groceries. Hmm. It's like he's like no, I, I just believe Tua, the door, guys.
0: Yeah, Tua does not fall out of the top 7 picks.
2: I I think Miami or San Diego snag him at 5 or 6 yeah. depending. If
0: but you,
2: C, CBS did a, uh, a mock draft this week or last week or whenever it was and and the guy that they had uh uh dropping the number he he took Tua at number 2. So I, I,
0: this is the same the same I mean, league where Blake is, Bortles yeah, cool went on. third overall,
2: and nobody had him going that high.
0: Ivan did. So,
2: you know, it's funny though. There was an article I, I read, I think, on the Athletic last year, and they were talking about how much of an influence the mock drafts have over the actual NFL draft, and the fact that they think a lot of NFL GMs really do follow mock drafts. And it's like, well, they're all saying that I should take you know. Jack Boo suck weed at number three, so I'm taking Jack Boo, and and you know, it, it's hard. You know my favorite.
0: My favorite is Mike Mayock being the GM of the Raiders, right? And he was Mr. TV personality doing his mock drafts. If you look back at his first draft with the Raiders, all they took were guys that played in the in the college playoff from those teams, and he thinks. Uh, Farrell, what number four overall last year when he wasn't projected to go in the top fifteen or twenty picks, he was yeah, a mid to late had, first round pick, yeah. and he takes four. Now all the guys they passed on they could have had there, and they take him. To me, it's a joke. It's just like, are you just you just watching the big games and going, oh, well, that guy's pretty good.
2: Oh, they did on TV for a while. <laughs> they, they did have a good draft last year. They got Max Crosby later in the draft. Which is funny because Crosby plays the same position as Farrell. And he outplayed know, him. Like, he did. And and they were comparing his numbers in a, in a piece on the athletic to uh, uh, Nick Bosa saying, you know, would you rather have Bosa at two or Max Crosby where the Raiders got him? Their numbers were very similar. Um, it's just kind of interesting. But, you know, they were talking about personality and these guys are nice guys and they fit into what we want. And I'm just like, Screw a nice guy. Don't take a guy that, that's rated in the 20s up at number four because you like the cut of his britches, man.
0: Well, So that takes you back to the 98 draft. The Dallas Cowboys are selecting number eight. They take defensive in Greg Ellis out of North Carolina because at the time, I think it was Mac Brown said, told the Cowboys, if I died tomorrow, Greg Ellis is the man I'd want to take, take and lead and protect and lead my family. They passed on a guy named Randy and Moss. And, and Jerry Jones told Randy, hey, if you're there at eight, we're taking you at eight. He slid the whatever pick the where the Vikings picked him up. And uh they learned from, from passing on they learned on from passing on Warren Sapp a few years before in ninety five. But they took Randy Moss, and then Randy Moss went and blew up the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. I think we all remember Thanksgiving Day ninety eight, mm-hmm. where he just destroyed the Cowboys. And they took Greg Ellis. Greg Ellis had a decent career, but uh not uh you know nothing real spectacular. So,
2: yeah, it's anyway. So Moss got passed on by a lot of guy, a lot of teams. Though, oh so. yeah, he had problems. But I, what
0: I'm saying is the, the, but the Cowboys, the Cowboys came out later and said like they, you know, even Moss and the Cowboys said yeah, like we were gonna, the Cowboys wanted to take me, but they took me over this other guy, and it was because, you know, he was, you know, a nice person, and the same thing goes with the number one pick. The Niners, when they had the number one pick in 05 and they took Alex Smith, number one overall, Mm -hmm. one of the reasons, because Mike McCarthy was on that staff when he went to Green Bay, told Aaron Aaron Rodgers, who the Niners were possibly going to take number one. He slid all the way to 24 that year. The Packers was that the coach at the time, Mike Nolan, liked that Alex Smith opened the car door for his mom. And Aaron was Aaron, Aaron, like, Well, my mom wasn't with me when we came to the interview or whatever. And he goes, Yeah, he really liked the fact that he opened the door for his mom. Yeah, but and, uh, I, 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 after have it you on guys are deciding how to take, no wonder Mike Nolan got his ass fired.
1: From what I've heard, uh, I have it on pretty good authority that uh, Aaron doesn't exactly get along with his family now either. So,
0: no, no he doesn't. No, 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 but. But this you know, this was years ago, and that was before Whoa. all that stuff with his family <laughs> went down. So, um, you know. But, yeah, Moss at 21, Greg Ellis at number eight. Oops. I, I mean,
2: and we don't want to compare any of these guys to a guy like Tua because we know that Tua's main issue is the hit. And does he have one year in the league? Does he have five years? Is he going to be a 20-year, you know, full career, so to speak, guy? We don't know. And, and right now it's it's tough because they're not going to be able to do medicals does he have a yeah. chance of flipping? Absolutely. There, there's other quarterbacks in the draft that that could definitely jump up. Guys like Jordan Love, guys like Jalen Hurts has got a lot of lot of run lately. Uh, he was linked to the Raiders like in the okay. third round, and now he might slip all the way up into you know late first. Um, so you, you you never know, but it just takes one team with the hair up their if ass. Jalen, if
0: Hurts goes in the Jalen Hurts goes in the first round, Ben. I will buy you all the McGuire tw- project 2020s that come out for the rest of the year <laughs> at best, at best. If he's a second round pick, someone, someone's burning a second round pick real bad because he he's, he's uh Taysom Hill type player where he, he can kind of play quarterback, but the man has, he's, he's played a lot of football, but he doesn't have accuracy. And that's, that's the big thing in the NFL. Where in college, you have these open windows to throw, especially in the Big Twelve. They don't play any defense this last year, where he was at Oklahoma.
2: But, but I'm just saying, but, it's not gonna be good. It's was was Tim Tebow a first round pick? Right. I mean, and he shouldn't have been. Tim Tebow. No, you know, no, no. No, no, he shouldn't have been. But it just takes one team. That's why one Paul's head coach team got fired too. You know. And then the other thing too is, you know, the reason that Baltimore was genius for for trading up to grab Lamar Jackson is. You literally got him on the very last pick that you can get to to secure that fifth year option, and yeah. and I'm not I'm not defending Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying stuff that I've seen and read. Who knows, right? Everybody's an expert this time of year. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if if you know once the first four or five guys are gone, somebody like a you know Pittsburgh somebody that, that that's got you know you, even Indianapolis somebody that's got one of these aging quarterbacks for one or two more years that that wants a project, wants that fifth-year option, and sneaks into the, you know, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Real quick, James in the same has Trubisky really ever gotten a shot? Yes, he has. He he started 12 games his rookie season, 14 games his third second year, and 15 games last year. So he has had a shot, um, but, you know, he's he's – He's at best a uh, very mediocre quarterback, and also Alex Smith was a bad number one overall pick. He uh, was I, a I, good I, first-round pick, I, but I, I he, would, he got replaced by Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, but that, on was unfair because,
2: that was unfair because Alex Smith had the highest quarterback rating when he got injured, and he had no business being replaced uh, when he did. They were looking for a reason, and that injury was all it was. Alex Smith probably wins the Niners a Super Bowl uh, if he gets back into that that lineup, I, but I mean, he, he,
0: he he But if you look, if you look back, as a number one overall pick, no, I mean he was a, he was a good first round pick, but the number one overall pick, no, he doesn't make the. But again, it, most number one picks don't. A good majority of them never but, live up to the hype. They don't and, end up being
2: Peyton Manning. And Trubisky still makes a lot of money in this league and is on a roster for the next twelve years because he's he he can still throw the ball forward. And apparently that's about all it takes nowadays. I mean, you you see guys like Brian Hoyer and help Blake portals that you just mentioned. He's still on roster, you know, horrible quarterbacks are on rosters. Look, 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 Nathan Peterman still has, there was a, a a joke I saw on Twitter or or Facebook the other day. It says, you have to get one interception to save your life. Who are you going with Nathan Peterman or Dion Sanders? (laughs) Your <laughs> web, yeah.
0: no. So I mean, we I always love watching the draft because I love making fun of of the terrible picks and the bad trades. You know, like when the Bears traded from three to two with the Niners to get Trubisky, and the Niners were, didn't, weren't weren't going to take Trubisky, but they had to go get their guy, and they gave up. And then the the Bear, or the Niners took what Solomon Thomas, and he's he, he's been very 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 under under performing. So they'll draft so much fun, so much fun. I love it uh, every year. It's going to be interesting this year. So um, selling questions. So at Alex K two, two, four, five, put this out on Twitter this week. Genuine question. What if I'm selling a car? What, what if I'm selling really? I think he said, so I'm going to add some words here. What if uh, a car I'm selling really in in great, in great can, shape would in. grade nicely? How would you mention that, that doesn't come across?
1: Uh, Robo Tim, take a breather. Gen- <laughs> genuine your, question.
2: Why don't you if, read a question? W-
1: what if a card I'm selling really is in great shape and would grade nicely? How would you mention that doesn't come across the wrong way? Some I've got in my store would grade sharply. The Venezuela error is one. Appreciate any thoughts. And you, The point he was getting to was Ivan's complaint that somebody listing two... Uh, Mystery Finest bordered refractors as quote-unquote gradable with two gems next to it. Now, yeah, sure, they may look pretty, but that comes the question of, well, how do you denote it if his complaint is that a non-gradable card doesn't really exist?
2: Well, you know, on something like this, I think you would have to put it in the description and not in the listing title. You know the, the listing title should be really clean. We 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 all joke about the the emojis people use and the eBay one of ones and the the sharp and new and fire and short print when it's not rare and yeah non auto and all the the different listing manipulation tactics people use. Um, I for one don't grade cards, so so that has nothing to do with me if I'm looking at one of his cards. It wouldn't, you know, I would buy it because it's affordable. It's something I need, so on and so forth, right? It it would be Alex's opinion that it would grade nicely. You know, you know it's not his job to suggest that because you don't know what your buyer's motivations are. You don't know if they're looking as a flip opportunity. Um, you know, hell, I had somebody accuse me the other day on eBay. I made a, an offer, which was actually above what I ended up buying the card for from another seller. And he's like, I'm not going to allow you to make money off of me. And I'm just like, are you serious, dude? Is that really how you're going to come back at me? It's like I made a fair market worth. You're a hire because you don't know how to value your own card. And again, I offered five bucks. The guy thought it was worth 10. I ended up buying one for three. Um, But, you know, as a seller, you don't know what your buyer's motivations are. Uh, Emojis is how we say them. How do you say them? Emojis? is the j silent emojis it's gif yeah. <laughs> superstore the other day called it gif jc iowa i'm going to call it emojis so, so the emojis so really
0: quick on this stuff Ben, like you were t- like you were talking about i bought a complete 84 fleer set this afternoon from a guy that's shipping it to me and he was charging 10 dollars to ship which To me, okay, that if you're shipping, you know, 660 cards, if you're putting it in a flat rate box, that's about 12 bucks to ship it because it should fit in a medium flat rate box. Given me, I put we went back and forth on a best offer thing back and forth and finally agreed on a price. And he goes, Hey, I'm saying this FedEx to you, I'm really taking the shorts on shipping to California from Texas. And I said, Well, why don't you use flat rate boxes? And just put it in two, three, you know, two 500 count or, you know, 400 count boxes. Right. It'll fit. And the flat rate box costs you 1260 and then charge the flat rate price. Even if you said $13 shipping or whatever, that's what it is. Are,
1: are we I we? Really not why gonna... you're using
0: FedEx. To send... why, is it, why are you using FedEx to send it? Are, are we really going to compare so, complain about that's shipping on him? But I
1: just w- with the miserable packages I've gotten this week,
2: <laughs> got I got some new no,
0: but I'm not complaining about the price. No, but I'm just saying, like, what Like, if you're selling on eBay? Shouldn't you know, like, there's other ways to ship it than FedEx? Like, there's cheaper ways. And I gave him, I was like, hey, there's PayPal shipping, there's all these different ways to ship. I said, if you want some help, here's my email, and I'll, I'll, we I'll can talk, and I'll so, help you save on shipping.
1: In in addition to the video that I put out of a card uh, that that came through the mail, I also had one come in a single PWE with toilet paper wrapped around it.
2: Hmm. That's valuable. And today I had a card from
1: 1892 show up in just a plain white envelope with tape wrapped around it.
2: I, I I think we could... Maybe we should do that one weekend on the hobby hotline is really talk about shipping techniques and, and tape versus painter's tape versus team bags and and oh, really uh, use it as an educational you know I'm gonna do, opportunity. Staff.
0: I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna to put I'm going to put your address on this piece of cardboard. I had one of those show up. That was my t- video. Yeah. I'm going to take the team bag and then just mail it to you in the
2: team <laughs> bag. As For long as the it's, stamp got, right here. Yeah, it's got stamp on it, you're good.
1: I mean, and uh, so the the video that I, I did do it looked like what they did. They ordered the eBay or PayPal or FedEx uh, UPS ba- the team loader bags, cut them in half so they could reuse two, and then just wrap the PayPal shipping label over that. But like, really, guy? And you charged me three ninety five to do that?
0: Yeah, weak. Yep, so just 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 terrible. Um, Jordan cards. So you you showed those Jordan cards earlier at card underscore a underscore holic. Brian from Montana. Morning question: What is going on with Michael Jordan cards? Why are they suddenly skyrocketing in price? Did Gary VCA Jordan Jordan cards and the sheepish losers, uh, the sheepies, the sheepies Sheeple. lose their minds? Sheep. Well, close to Shepler. Kind of like sheeple people. and people. I got you. I'm telling this sheeple. Yeah, this whole thing is driving me crazy Being at a home Go all sit time. in the corner. I'm about to. Um, no, it's the last dance documentary on Jordan that starts on the 19th. So four days from now, we're going to get the first edition of the Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN. And so people are just preemptively buying up Jordan cards as this comes out more and more people are going to want to buy Michael Jordan cards. So
2: just speculation at its finest this is all it, all it comes down to um, people are looking for market inefficiencies and they're, they're trying to uh, invest in his cards before the jump. So there you go. They're, they're, they're yeah. speculators and gambling and there's really no other reason that, yeah, I mean, he, he liked Mickey Mantle and, and, and so many other, you know, greats of, of yesteryear that have static markets, you know, that more or less hold. But why would his jump right now? Well, he's got that big documentary coming out that has been pushed up. So, yeah, you're going to see a bump. And and I think people are anticipating a a generous bump thereafter. And they're yeah. going to try to capitalize.
1: Well, I mean, again, Uh, I can't lie and say that we haven't gotten a bump in cards getting submitted um, of Jordan. And, uh, I I, I mean, if you check the, type his name and do a show me recently searched, recently listed whatnots. They show up frequently, both on eBay and uh, our website, ComC, a few others. Um, and, And they're selling early. Because people want to stock up on them, to have them right now for
0: next week. Well, four days from now, I guess. Yeah. expecting I mean, Jordan's always been now. collectible and always always will be collectible. I mean, unless he goes and pulls like an OJ. True. Like, really think about it. Uh, he will always be collectible, and it's fine. I think people are just trying to get ahead before it gets big. I don't think this documentary is really going to – I think there will be a, a, a slight increase – to people looking for them but that will soon then die out as hopefully we get real we get sports back sure and you know baseball starts up again we might get an end of a basketball season or or in the nfl season comes around people start to focus more on that that'll kind of go away that demand but there's always going to be a demand for jordan cards it's just kind of been bumped up because of this coming out and you know his cards will always carry that value of you know, even a even a 1991 Fleer Jordan, which is the ugliest Fleer set probably ever made, next to 91 Fleer baseball, mm-hmm. <laughs> still a base card in that commands a dollar or two. Sure, you know,
2: God, in 90, good 91 Fleer is horrendous. That has to be the worst scourge of of baseball. 95. That's just disgusting. No, ninety one is just a disgusting, ugly. Those are the ninety
0: five. Ninety no, 95, 96 were printed on. Um, no, it was the ninety six and ninety seven. They were cotton. There. Yeah, they, they, were print, they were printed on 3 by 5 cards. They were printed on index right. material. Actually, the stuff that was left over on the ground once they made the index cards, they put that together and they printed FLIR on it. <laughs> Go back and feel, look at those cards. Um, so, at Sports Stuff Hob on Twitter, posted. Um, let's look at some big topics in the hobby. Some, about seven issues here that we've had over the past, I would say, I think probably since we started. Uh, almost the last two okay. years. Um, number one was the grading scandal, which still is going on, and, and people have just stopped talking about it. Um, two, the volume sellers covering up the grading scandal, Pwcc, uh, Propstein, all those monkey, those guys there, in the shill bid houses again, same dudes. Uh, Auto pen with Dak Prescott, and those Not autographs. Not much of an
1: issue anymore but you still see like one or two athletes a year get popped.
0: Yeah. Um, The unmonitored signings. So, you know, where you have guys just supposedly signing their cards and maybe it's truly not them signing the cards. Or like the hockey guy last two weeks ago, three weeks ago, where uh, someone had bought him out Mm of his uh, basement garage. Yeah, there was a, they were Morgan Frost. Yeah, Morgan Frost, where they found his cards. Uh, Misrepresented authenticity, like of materials in cards. And now that.
1: Uh, We've been seeing that a bit more on eBay and uh, a few other places where it's a base relic, but you see like the logo patch on it. Like, come on, don't lie. You replace that.
0: Yeah. Or on top of it, where it's not even like the right team player that's in there. And, uh, you know. And then also now eBay had some fraud activity. And, and I know, I think, Ben, you were a little more involved in with what was going on. I've been, I was out of touch a little bit this week on that. And uh, if you want to kind of talk
2: summarize. about that
0: subject a little bit. Yeah, summarize what's going on there.
2: What, what is he referencing what Ivan, by the fraud activity? Is he referencing what I Ivan did? I believe so, done? yes. So, so apparently uh, they're no longer showing uh, when a best offer is accepted, right? I got something listed at 99 99 or best offer. I take 80 bucks for it. It doesn't show you, of course, that I took $80 for it, but it does say best offer accepted. And so now it's not showing that it was accepted. Therefore, if you were to hop on there, you would think I got a hundred dollar bill for it. Right. Mm. That would be the the optics. And, um, the eBay's response is basically, well, not every seller is going to accept the same amount of money. And, and so therefore we don't want to show that because, you know basically everybody has a different uh, assessment of what the market worth is and we don't want to influence the market thereof and it's like well by by removing that, you're giving us false information. granted it's privileged information it's your website you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Um, but if it, it, it it's one of those things like you're literally manipulating the market here by not sharing that information with us and creating a false sense or artificial market thereof, now, now we're all under the impression it's a hundred dollar card and, and it doesn't matter if I accepted a $10 bill for it. You know, I, years ago, I, I don't remember which 80s card it was, but somebody had like $35 and the last one that sold for like six. So I offered to do six and he, he took it from $35 down to six. How the hell was I supposed to know? Even though that's what the last one had sold for, I figured he would have said, you know, you know, declined, Right or send me a counter offer at 30 bucks or something. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, we don't, we don't know what a seller's willing to take, but when they, they literally say there, we don't want to skew market value based on seller's acceptance of lowers. Co-. Okay. That's what the fluid market worth is. If you're going to tell me something sells at auction for, for X, why can't you tell me somebody accepted a best offer at Y? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. You
0: know, that's weird. You know, I, I don't, I don't get that. So,
2: I I, no, wouldn't I, mean, call that,
0: so, I wouldn't call that fraud though. I, I okay. So yeah, I he, he didn't go into more depth on what that was, but I know that was a, a, a topic that popped this week. You know, my big thing is is this grading scandal. Like we this was a big thing around the national this time last year, and like it just went away. No one's like said anything, no one's talked about how that we you know, we we talked about it here on the show, but since then, like it's just gone quiet. And to me, it's like I still don't grade, I still don't I believe in, in in doing that and spending the money to do that. Now, if someone else is, has done that, I might, you know, I've done, I have a Brett collection of, of graded PSA cards, but if they're not autographs or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, we go back and we know that they've offered, hey, if you have these great group submissions by XYZ guy, they know where they're coming from, and this is a good customer of ours, let's take care of them. And, you know, I... Apparently so. they
1: haven't deleted it. What, what what's your comment and uh and reply to uh birthday boy here anything to add ben
2: I, see that's such a hard hard type of case to you know they're saying that that you know as a state attorney general um might might want to put them uh, with a collusion charge for auction fixing that's not auction fixing that's basically i i mean if 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 I have a card in my in my personal collection and I sell it to one of you guys, nobody in the world is going to know that A I had it, B I sold it, and see what I got for it, right? Any more than if you and I don't ever talk again, I'm not going to know if you ever resold it. You know, you use it as toilet paper. You know, I I don't know, right? So it, it's not auction fixing. They're just not sharing privileged information, uh, which can see be seen as a form of aiding an artificial market um market manipulation is probably a heavy word to use um you, you know but they are by saying you're not trying to secure it, that's literally what you are doing by by not and, and i was actually responding to this this comment that chris had posted about the fact that we started using soul listings i was typing it out right now um yeah, we used it because that's what—that's the only way to have a fluid idea of what's currently selling. We are the naive ones if we use the last sold as a, as the one and only comp. You still have to look, take the highs and the lows, kind of throw out the you ones look that at three or four. You, yeah, you got to look at three or four. You got to you got to average them out. Find find the median uh, sold. Right, we all learned about that in basic math in school. Right, throw out the high, throw out the low, find the average and there's your median and, and kind of take a look at it, right? One sells for five, one sells for 15. That doesn't make the average 10 necessarily. If only two have sold, it's, it's still kind of up in the air, but if one sold for five and one sold for, for 15 and three have sold for 10, then yeah, we can kind of just do the quick math and go. So somebody undersold somebody oversold and, and a bunch of sold right in the middle. It's probably a $10 card more or less.
0: Yeah. No, I just, you know, it's interesting to me. Um, we're going to end up wrapping it up tonight, but let's get to that giveaway. We have a, a 1987 bookmark made by at, underscore, at lost underscore collector. He does a bunch of these, and I'm getting some uh, what do you call them? Uh, oh, God. Words came words. My brain, dude. I swear to God, tonight. Uh, <laughs> they're going to look like Tim's this. Having a bad night. Where? Coasters. Yeah. Coasters? Coasters, yeah. Jesus. Made in He's going to send them to me. Once I have those, I'll share them on the show. Uh, let's uh, take a look. So we had uh, six comments here. We had Cool Run 84. We had Peter Craig. We had Atherton 32, B, 3B Collection, Christian Anderson, and some guy named Rich Klein. We're going to randomize this three times, and the winner will receive the awesome bookmarks. So uh, once, twice, three times, random, Three B collections our winner tonight. My buddy, is on your way. I have your address already, so I will uh, I will get that out to you uh, this week. Uh, I like mine. I'm excited that it's going to you. It's cool. So check him out if you have any of those. If you're a big nerd on mid mid 80s early 90s wax, uh, to get uh, some stuff made. So,
2: Timothy, can we do another giveaway since we're on that topic? Can we? Yeah. What do you want to do? I, I got something in the mail. That, this is a really cool thing. And, and I, I had uh, asked if I might be able to have one. Uh, we, we had shared some time ago about our, our friend, uh, Lucky McMahon, uh, the little guy who loves his Javi Baez. He loves his Javi Baez more than once a Cub and one million Cubs combined. And that's awesome. And his mom, Paula, had made – uh, some some tops cards of Lucky. And she's like, if anybody wants one, let me know. So I, I sent her a DM and said, hey, I would love one. We would love your permission to give it away on the show. Uh, but I had one small request. So I do have the card here in hand now. It came this week. It's an awesome little card of him. And what's cool about it, though, is we got his signature on the back. So <laughs> it, it's not necessarily a one-of-one, one, but it is an autographed first tops prospect card so we would love to give this away so you guys have any thoughts as to how we can give that away on, on say next week's show
0: do it the same way yeah leave a positive comment on this week's show and uh you will uh be entered in to win the lucky lucky uh lucky's rookie card
2: yeah it's, it's, it's awesome and 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 i w- when i got it my wife heather's like dude i want to keep it i'm like no i I asked for it specifically so that we could give it away. She's like, "Well, get another one." <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> uh, it's awesome. He's such a cool, cool kid with a great story, and 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 we appreciate all of our fellow collectors that reached out to him and sent him a care package. Of, oh, of he got, those his, great videos. Yeah, all of his videos are just so awesome, uh, and 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 we love h- having him as part of our our collector family. So uh, hopefully, his love and joy of Cubs cards uh grows and uh one day he'll be able to teach uh you know bow and matt a couple of things for two million cards.
0: here we go any uh, any final thoughts
2: yeah we head I, out tonight? I just had a quick shout out to our uh our friend and and, and uh, uh listener uh bayside breaks he sent me a care package of some ace cards including this pretty awesome jose canseco from tribute numbered 33 out of 99 uh, but a uh, couple of other A's cards, some autographs, Kurt Suzuki, a couple, number, couple numbered cards, Bert Campanaris. Um, so I really wanted to say thank you. I appreciate that and all your support.
1: It's the jersey number,
2: guys. It is the jersey number, yes, in case you didn't remember. Kenseiko was number 33, uh, but that was awful generous of him and uh, really appreciate it.
0: All right, remember, we're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific.
1: And 10 Central.
0: On YouTube and everywhere. Make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. We're at 481 subs on YouTube. Let's get to 500. 500, and we will make a Ben's city card that he will sign and send out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, if we don't get to 500, we're going to do that. right.
2: <laughs> and now all of a sudden the, the subscriptions are starting to – <laughs> yeah. The you show is going so well right? we, we honest, We're honest mom The show is going well until so. yeah. Follow
0: us on Twitter about the cards Follow Ben at our trading cards Follow Stefan at Junk Wax Twins You always follow me at BigShep79 Please share your hobby stories, great polls Send your questions our way Keep collecting, we'll see you all next week that one. Maybe a special <laughs> guest Hopefully From the great I, I,
2: north We're, we're going to crack it on <laughs>